Introducing Venture X, Capital One's new travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars, and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel, and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. The kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. You have tuned in to Kingdom Encounter with Glenn Blakeney. Connect with us for powerful, life-changing teaching and guest interviews that will inspire you with hope and equip you with the knowledge and skills needed to fulfill your destiny in the kingdom of God. Now, here is Glenn Blakeney. Hey everybody, welcome. This is Glenn Blakeney. Uh, just want to thank you for tuning in, whether you're watching this live or you're going to watch the archive of this video. We have a great um, show in store for you guys. It's going to be awesome. We're going to be talking about the glory of God and what is the Lord doing on the earth? I mean, this is an interesting season, COVID-19, but you know what? The Bible says, Jesus said, my father's always working. So he he's not asleep. He's not having a break. He's not in lockdown. God is still working and he's moving. And I am so thrilled to have Becca Greenwood with us. Thank you, Becca, for joining us. We are so honored to have you with us. So uh, without any further ado, guys, I just want to just mention one scripture, and then we're going we're gonna to talk to Becca and have her share the things that the Lord has been speaking to her about. Uh, in recent times, I want to really hear from you too, Becca, on that. But Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 through 3, very familiar passage of scripture. But it says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. Then verse 3, the Gentiles, or those who don't know God, shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. You know, Becca, several years ago, I had a dream. And uh, that dream to me was very uh, life changing personally. Um, Basically, what I saw was a it was like I saw a panoramic view of all these people. And I knew they were they were Christians. They were professing Mm -hmm. believers. And it was like this heavy, dark oppression was weighing on them. And many of them were bent over. Some of them were um, on their knees. Some were even laying prostrate on the ground. And you could see that it was a spiritual force that was really weighing them down. And then right in the middle of this dream, it was like I, I saw interspersed in this crowd of people, there were different individuals and they were standing upright and there was like a, a, a light shining around them. And it was uh-huh. almost like a force field, you know, and, and uh, then I just heard in this dream, I heard Isaiah 60, you know, where it says, arise, shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And the Lord just spoke to me at that time. And he said, it was very simple. He just said, look, in these days, it's not going to be enough to be good. Yeah. My people are going to have to step into my glory because these are dark and difficult days. 
and we need the glory of God. And I've always believed in the glory. I've experienced the glory and I've seen God do amazing things. But uh, let's just talk about that. I know you have a book on that topic called Glory Warfare. The subtitle is How the Presence of God Empowers You to Destroy the Works of Darkness. (laughs) Wow, that's right. Yeah, let's just dive right in. And, you know, what what brought you to the place where you are now in terms of your walk with God? And because we minister out of our, our walk with God. So. So, you know, what has the Lord been doing in you and, 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 and to the place right now where, you know, the things he's been saying to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, saying that's such a great question. You know, I, I'm an intercessor mm-hmm. and I am one that spends many hours in prayer and intercession, you know, and I, Glenn, I know you know this, but, you know, for those listening, there's a difference between prayer and intercession and prayer is when, you know, absolutely we can come and make requests to God, but intercession is literally where we are standing in the gap. It's literally where we are hearing the Lord's voice on behalf of what we are praying and interceding for. And so I, you know, to make a long story, you know, really short, but how did I get here? Intercession and his presence is the foundation of everything that we have done and we do in our ministry. And when um, I was, it was 1993 and a friend gave me the book, Reese Howell's Intercessor. And um, that wasn't just me reading a book. That was a spiritual experience and journey that the Lord took me on. And I would, um, I was a lot younger, you know, many years ago, our oldest daughter was two and a half and I would read a chapter a day. And the night before Glenn, I would have a dream and, and I would dream this dream. And the next day I would get up and open up the book to read the next chapter. And what I was reading in that next chapter is what I had dreamt the night before, but it just would have been me in the dream and a more modern version of what I was reading. And so the Lord really called me into a deep place of intercession uh, for our nation and for the nations. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and so when I'm in this place of intercession, it's it's a place where I literally shut the world out and I encounter him in his presence, in his glory, in his throne room. And so everything that we do, and I have been involved in the prayer movement, spiritual warfare, prayer movement since the nineties. And so we have seen God do some amazing transformational things. But one thing that I, I felt like needed to come out, even with this message of glory warfare, because sometimes I think people can get so focused on the warfare and on the battle that they forget his presence and they forget that this is where everything we do comes from. And, you know, and so when we talk about glory, matter of fact, that is the theme scripture for the book, Glory Warfare. And I'm preaching to the choir, Glenn, I know you know this, but for those that are watching and listening, you know, glory, when we look at this word kabod, it literally means splendor, which is wisdom. It means Honor, you know, I always teach people honor unlocks the glory, right? And how many of us need wisdom? And and when we're talking about this glory, these are different attributes of the glory, 
But when we encounter him in the in that presence, not only are we seeing this in him, it's awakened in us right. because the word of God says, arise, shine for your light has come and right. the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And what I tell people is when we talk about splendor and wisdom and we encounter Jesus in that manifestation or attribute of himself, it's also awakened in us. Mm -hmm. So there's splendor and wisdom and honor. There's wealth, financial wealth, but also mental wealth, emotional wealth and, and well-being, right? There's yeah. a manifestation of power. And, and this is where I'm leading to with these definitions. How does this have to do with warfare? Right. And when we are transformed from the inside out, from glory to glory, just as David said in Psalm 57, 8, awaken my glory. We are awakened into his image and more of his glory. And when that happens, literally this word kabod means we rise up from that place and we become men and women, his sons and daughters, wow. rulers of high rank and ones who govern with him. And so I'm very passionate about this message because I believe there are believers, there are intercessors, there are warriors that are out there, people in the ecclesia movement, uh, apostles, prophets yeah. that wear, wear themselves out okay. yeah. in warfare because right. we're not warring from his presence. Right. We're warring from our flesh. Right. And one thing that I love about this, when I wrote this book, the Lord, you know, because some people will ask me, Glenn, are you a lover or are you a warrior? <laughs> well, I have to choose between the two. And when I first got asked that question, my head tilted a little bit. But I understand why they're asking that from what has been seen in, in warfare. And I said, well, it's not either or, it's both and. And I asked I said, Lord, give me the phrase that I can address in this message that will address that. And one thing that I know, that I know that I know, the greatest lovers make the greatest warriors because they have a cause to fight from and to fight for. And when you love Jesus and you're close to him, you're going to love what he loves. And when you're close to him, you're going to see what he hates. And I'm not, he doesn't hate people, but sin and, and Satan and his army of darkness in his schemes of darkness to keep people bound and to keep uh, people, you know, people groups and cities and regions. And so you, we understand that he has called us to be the lovers and the warriors in partnership with him to see schemes of the enemy defeated. And I myself am passionate about this because it might not seem like it now, but I used to be bound by fear. I used to be bound by depression. <laughs> I used to have a stronghold of anger in my life. Okay. And the Lord radically set me free yeah. 30 years ago. Yeah. And from that moment, I have never struggled with these issues. And just like you're saying in this scripture, yeah. with ourselves personally and with what we're seeing unfold in our world right now, what we've been through this past year, right. darkness is increasing. Mm -hmm. But the beauty of this promise is, is darkness, even culturally, even in the world, is increasing. The Lord will rise upon 
us and his glory will be seen in us. So the glory is going to continue to arise and awaken in us. And I love the following verse. Nations and kings will come to the brightness and dawning of your new day. And so this, I believe, is even the era that we are in right now. A glory awakening where people are rising up from that place in the authority that he has given us to be history makers and to see a harvest of souls. Yeah. And this is so, so important. And yet it's so basic in some ways. And what has happened is, as you said, people have been warring from their flesh, you know, rather than warring from rest. Yeah. And, and I, I was just thinking of the, the story of Moses when he cried out to the Lord to show him his glory. Mm-hmm. And the Lord, you know, he told him that he would, he would manifest his, you know, Moses says, don't send us up unless your, your presence goes with us. And in other words, he's saying, I don't just want the promise. I want your presence. Right. And a lot of, a lot of people today, we're just going out. I mean, a lot of believers are just going after the promises. They want healing. They want prosperity, deliverance, you know, whatever, open doors for their ministry, um, you know, their family to, to serve God. And that's all good. But what is happening is they, they're valuing the promise more than the presence. Right. And, of course, when the Lord answered Moses <laughs> and he said, my presence will give you rest. And and that place of rest. And, and I, I love what you said earlier, because I was thinking of Philippians four nineteen, where it says that God provides all our need. Paul said, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. So so it's all in the glory. And glory. And, and I really love that. Isaiah 43, 7 says everyone whom I've created for my glory. Mm-hmm. And, and I found, you know, I've done quite a bit of teaching on this. And but going back to the beginning, when Adam and Eve sinned and, you know, they fell short of the glory is what it says. Right. Mm-hmm. So so there was a sense in which they were stripped of the glory. Psalm right. 8 talks about they were crowned with honor and glory. That word crowned can mean also encircled, enveloped, covered, like even garments. Mm-hmm. And and so they lost the glory. And yet the glory was where the authority is. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's but, exactly right. Yeah. And so and this is what we have to have that understanding of. And I love all of those scripture references that you just referred to. And the beauty of this is, you know, when Jesus came, Glenn, and he died on the cross and he rose from the grave. Right. And and he ascended and he sent the Holy Spirit. And when we read about in Acts two, when the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost and it says there were tongues of fire, pillars of fire. But we, we kind of lump that into a prayer language, you know, right. Which is, you know, okay. But at the same time, it was so much more than that. When you look up that scripture, it literally meant they were engulfed that glory, that fire engulfed them again at that time of Pentecost. And so even us as believers, you know, when we are saved and we are filled with the spirit, 
there is an engulfing of the breath of life of God and the glory that he is engulfing us in that fire, that glory, that presence that we are able to walk in. And this sounds really presumptuous, but I'm going to say this because this is one reason why I think people get beat up. They get worn out. They get worn down is they're doing things in their flesh. But what I have learned, Glenn, even in my walk with the Lord, doesn't mean life is going to be a tiptoe through the tulips, doesn't mean we're not going to uh, have a perfect life. But in the Lord's presence, in his glory, there is no defeat. There's peace. There's rest. There's comfort. There's wisdom. And so when we are positioning ourselves especially even when it comes to warfare from that place, then we're coming from a place of victory. We're not coming for victory. We're coming at things from victory and with victory. And one thing I have learned in my walk is the enemy knows those who have spent time in the glory of the Lord. Yeah. He he knows the sound. He know it's very distinct. He knows yes. those who yeah. carry that yeah. presence, and and so and we're seeking him first, and then all these things follow after. And yeah. so the foundation of everything in this new era that we're in that we are doing and this is what we teach and preach around the nations of the world must come from his presence and come from his glory and 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 it's such a beautiful partnership and privilege that he has given us you know in his presence and in his glory and i i want to love to share a testimony and i hope it's okay it's it's an it's an object lesson And that happened to me many years ago. And the Lord, when I wrote this book, this was the first about two and a half years ago. He said, now you can share this testimony. And so it was during the Brownsville uh, revival and um, Ruth Ward Heflin, dynamic uh, intercessor, glory carrier. She's now with the Lord, served the Lord her whole life. She had a women's event and she called it Deborah Rise, invitation only. Long story short, I ended up getting invited and going. And she came out the second night, Glenn, and just began to worship the Lord. And that weighty Shekinah glory cloud just entered that room. And all of the women at that gathering, we were prostrate on the floor. It was so holy. And you could hear Jesus. It was like he entered that room with us. And women were weeping and laughing. And we were up in the balcony that night. He didn't forget about us. And he and he, you know how it is when you have encounters in the spirit. You know, he's there. All of a sudden he's there with me. And I'm I'm hearing him and feeling him. And it was so holy and I was prostrate on the floor. And he asked me this question and I thought this was so strange, but he was teaching me an object lesson. And he said, Becca, this is what he asked me. Are you breathing? And I thought, what? 
why is he asking me that? And I thought, it's the Krispy Kreme donut I just ate off the conveyor belt on the way to the revival meeting, right? Yes. So, <laughs> so then, but then he just stood, he was still there. And I said, what, Jesus, what? And he asked me again, are you breathing? And I thought, well, maybe I need to pay attention to my body. Why is he asking me that? And this it's really okay. This was an object lesson. But when I paid attention in that beautiful presence that we were in that night and him right there with me, I realized I was not breathing in and out of my lungs and I didn't feel the need to. And I wasn't panicked when I realized it. And I said, Lord, what are you teaching me? Mm-hmm. And he made this statement to me, within my glory is everything necessary to sustain life. Mm-hmm. And then he moved on. And then I just naturally started breathing again. And I held that uh, for many years. And he said, Becca, when you write this message, when you write this book, share begin to share that testimony. And and so I learned in that moment, when we need peace, when we need comfort, mm-hmm. when we need wisdom, when we need authority, when we need to understand the authority that he's calling us into for an assignment, for that, that within his presence, that's where everything we do must come from. And so... This is another reason for the message and for the book. You know, I, I began to teach this throughout the nations and people began to realize how much they were striving in the flesh instead of basing all they were doing from his presence and then coming out from there to what he was asking them to do. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's powerful. You know, um, I was just thinking of an experience when this is quite a few years ago. Our son at that time was about 11 years old, our youngest son. And we um, I went to this youth event and our son went. It was actually one of the spiritual sons of Ruth Heflin. I don't know if you know Dr. Dr. Ross Moyer. Um, So so anyway, we were there and there was this glory that just came in. And all of the kids there just started falling out under the presence of God. Our son, he went down. I have a, I actually still have a picture of this. He's 24 now, so I think he was 11 then. Okay. And what happened was at that age, he's laying out on the floor, and it just like this weighty glory came in its cabal, and he had a vision of Jesus walking up to him yeah. and he, he, you know, he began to talk to us very specifically about what he looked like. You know, later on he said, Hey, this is what it looked like. And it was very, very biblical. And, uh, and it was just such a powerful transforming thing. And I've seen this happen, you know, repeatedly I, when I've traveled and I've ministered even recently where that glory just comes in mm-hmm. and there's, it's like, you don't lay, have to labor. You don't have to shout. You don't have to command. You know, you just even touch people or even get close to people and they fall out. You know, and I think about Catherine Kuhlman and and I was healed in one of her meetings as a, oh, as a young on. child. And oh. so that has stayed with me. I've been I was at several of her meetings and uh, recently the Lord's been speaking to me about that, about stepping into that type of anointing. And I know it wasn't just an anointing when she was ministering. Mm-hmm. You know, the stories we hear about 
her walking down the hallway or somewhere and people getting close to her not you know and falling out or walking through the kitchen and people in the kitchen as she's cutting through you know in a convention center or somewhere and people falling out under the glory people that don't know god you know that right. kind of thing and and so we look at elisha's bones in the old testament i mean come yes. on that's the old testament the old testament right <laughs> peter's shadow and and oh, no. then the Paul with with garment, you know, the the, the handkerchiefs and so on. Um, what is that? I mean, come on, that sounds to you talk about that. And if it wasn't in the Bible, we'd probably have a real hard time believing. I think some people still do, but I think so. I agree. And but you know, that's the Lord's glory, and it's it's His presence. And what's so beautiful about beautiful about this is we are His sons and daughters. And so, and this is Glenn myself as well. Really been pressing in, and this is the era that we're in. This is part of the new era. You know, people have been using this term, and I have been as well when I prophesied new era. And God is stirring this in His body again, and just like what. What you're saying, Glenn, with, you know, thinking about Catherine Coleman and and thinking about Paul, right, and with the handkerchiefs. And, yeah. and think about it when you're such in that presence of the Lord and you touch something that that glory then, you know, comes alive and where others then can receive from that. And I know we would look at that and think, wow, and Peter's shadow and, you know, uh, Ezekiel's bones, right? You know, what, what yeah. Elijah's bones, right? What happened? Yeah. And so, and so I said the wrong name. Sorry, I corrected it. But, but the reality is this is the new era God is bringing us into. And I don't know about you, Glenn, but as I have been out ministering, even the past three to four months, like the end of last year and, and in January, in the locations God has had us in, his presence and his glory and his fire is coming in gatherings and meetings. And I know we have international people that are watching that maybe your nation right now isn't even opened up yet. But I want to prophesy this to you and I want to encourage you because where we've been able to go within our nation, where places have been opened up, some still aren't, some are. And, um, God's presence is moving and that glory and his fire is is really uh, making itself known, manifesting, showing up, ministering to people in services. And and so it's it's like God took us through this time. We all many prophesied this of reset right with him. And now when the gatherings are coming together, he yeah. is moving so powerfully again. And this is what I fully believe that he is awakening in us in this new era, just like what you were talking about, Glenn. We're going to see and it's not just going to be one person. This is for the body of Christ. This is for his church. This is for the ecclesia, for those that are hungry and say, Lord, I want this. It is going to manifest in such beautiful, tangible ways. And we are going to see him heal people. We're going to see salvations. We're going to see deliverances inside the walls and outside the walls of the gatherings in the church. And I know that I know that I know, and I know we've all been speaking, seeing it coming, 
for a long time. I believe we're there now. We're at the beginning stages of this glory move of God and the greatest awakening Christianity has ever seen in the history of the world. And I really believe we are in this time now. And the beauty of this is, you know, Glenn, and this is my prayer, but I believe the beauty of this is it won't just be for a year. It won't just be for two years that we are literally moving into a glory move and awakening that will bring revival, harvest, and transformation. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And and I was thinking of Second Peter. I'm sorry, Second Corinthians three eighteen. Mm-hmm. This is the Amplified. It says, "And all of us, as with unveiled face, because we continue to behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord." So we continue to behold as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. Then it says this, we are constantly being transfigured. Think of Jesus transfigured in the glory into his own very image in ever increasing splendor. And from one degree of glory to another for this comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. Now, when I read that, I see a church that is going from glory to glory and that's God's, uh, will obviously, but as he states here in in the amplified, yes. uh, it it talks about beholding the glory, mm-hmm. and and I think that what COVID nineteen has done in part, and you mentioned the word reset, is it has caused some of us mm-hmm. to realize that we've been doing ministry in our own strength. Yes. Maybe with the anointing, you know, you you step into a place where you begin to minister and you sense the anointing and the gifts can even operate. But in that place of waiting on the Lord and seeking him and beholding his face, you know, the glory that comes from his face, we're transformed from glory to glory. I talked to um, an itinerant minister, and this is what he told me. He, you know, he was traveling all over the world before COVID nineteen, and he he just said, "Man, God showed me during this time." He said, "Everything." He said, "My ministry was all in my own strength, and right. you know, and it was obviously the grace of God." But he said, "Now," he said, "I had to humble myself mm-hmm. and get back to that place where I said, Lord, I need to seek you. I need your grace, your glory.'" Yes. And and so I think when we're talking about this, um, ministering from that place of, of his glory and, and seeing things happen supernaturally, because obviously the supernatural is natural with God. Right. And, and seeing this happen again, you know, and, and like you said, I believe that as well, that we're in a time uh, where God is saying there's a remnant that is hungry and thirsty for his glory for him. And out of that place of seeking him, you know, his person, his presence, more than his promises and provision, we are going to see a fresh move and it's going to be ever increasing glory until until the Lord Jesus returns and it's going to empower and equip the church, the ecclesia to advance the kingdom into Mm -hmm. the nations of the world. That's what I believe is, is about to happen, but we need a people to, to seek him, you know, so it's not just going to happen because there's our role in it as well. Wouldn't you agree with that? 
Absolutely. And this yeah. is, you know, and we, we preach and teach the same thing that, you know, we want to disciple nations. We want to influence nations. Right. Yeah. We, and, and I believe that, and I, and I've taught that message and yeah. I, I'm being real transparent here, Glenn, I've written books on it. I I've done whole courses yeah. on it. I absolutely believe in it. But right. one thing the Lord has been doing in my life since 2018, even through COVID to now, same yeah. exact thing that your your friend and itinerant ministry said is we've got to have his glory in order to disciple and nations and to to be the ones, the ecclesia that influences culture and influences society. And I think many times we've gotten, like we've said, we've thought things in our flesh are out of our own opinions. But in order to be people of awakening and transformation, it has to have his glory presence along with the strategies that we're implementing that come from his presence for it to have the sustaining measure of of anointing uh, that is needed and the supernatural realm that is needed to sustain and not, you know, what has happened, not even sustain, but maintain what God is doing. And and so this is, this is where we are at. And that remnant that is hungry and that is seeking, he's moving, this is happening. And so I am very excited for everyone that's watching and all of you in the 1040 window, you know, just really want to speak into you as well. You know, we were involved in prayer and intercession through the 90s and 2000s in the 1040 window. And I am telling you the fire and the glory that is coming from the nations within the 1040 window uh, that is God is birthing in this time and in this era is going to ignite a passion and a fire for the kingdom of God that will reap a harvest even with those trapped in dark religions false religions, idolatry. The Lord is saying he will visit them as a result of of the fire that he is igniting within each of you as leaders and ministers in that 1040 window. And that not, not is it only even about the harvest, but for many of you that are leading, it will literally begin to affect society and culture because of the awakening fire glory move of God. And so I want to encourage all of you. I'm praying for the nations to open back up. I'm praying for the 1040 window for these nations to begin to open back up. And I'm so expectant as, as this occurs to hear the reports of the glory moves of God that, that we are going to see. And Jesus told us make disciples of all nations, right? Baptize them in the name of Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And and when we are baptizing nations, that word panta ethnos, it means people, it means yeah. land, it means spheres of influence within that culture. Right. And it doesn't mean we take over, it means that God's presence is so moving so powerfully mm-hmm. that it causes that transformation for all who encounter. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep the facility running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond in Buffalo and Maria in Miami, Jules in Minneapolis and Stan in central Indiana, taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with experienced branch staff at over 250 locations so you get the product you're looking for. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Granger for the ones who get it done. Get 30% shorter average wait time. When you buy and book your appointment at DiscountTire.com, you can get 30% shorter average wait time in the store. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of.